0: first and foremost is get a good mentor. Mm -hmm. I was very lucky, I had really some excellent managers, uh, some who turned on to become my mentors Mm -hmm. and when you go to get a mentor, uh, you you have to be honest when you go to a mentor and the mentor has to be honest to you. So you've got to be really lucky to, to find a good mentor and you should keep your search to get a good mentor. It really really helps because many times people don't tell you uh, the truth but a good mentor will always show you what is right. So I would always advise find a good mentor. Mm. The second one is there is no shortcut, it is you have to work hard, Mm. have the curiosity of a kid and be brutally honest to yourself. Mm. Uh, Last one I would say is never make money your priority because it's a very good slave but a very bad master.
1: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. If you're new to our channel, please consider subscribing to it and hit the bell icon so that you never miss an update. I am your host Ashutosh Garg and today I'm privileged to have a very very senior corporate professional from India, Bobby Joseph. Bobby, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, Bobby is the country general manager of Lixil India. Um, he is the former country manager of Plantronics. He's also spent time with Nokia, Walt Disney, Wipro and Berger Paints and he's been widely recognized and awarded. So Bobby, let's talk about Lixil India first. Tell me about this business. Uh,
0: so, Lixel is a $17 billion corporation, mm-hmm. uh, leading manufacturer in housing products and building materials. Uh, we are pioneering in water and housing products that really solve everyday problems uh, and real life challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, our own industry, uh, in our industry, we have leading brands like Groba, uh, uh, American Standard. Uh, Inax and Toastom. Uh, what you would have heard in India is largely Groha as well as mm-hmm. American standard. Toastom is our windows business. Okay. Uh, we operate across 150 countries uh, and have over about 70,000 employees globally. Mm-hmm. As regards to India, uh, we are part of the Lixil water technology mm-hmm. and we deal with water related products mm-hmm. which go largely into bathrooms and kitchens. Okay. Uh, currently, we have two brands here, which is Groha and American Standard, mm-hmm. and we are present in over fifteen hundred stores across hundred towns and cities. Mm,
1: fantastic. You know, so you know, I didn't know that G R O H E was spelled pronounced Groha. I used to always call it Grohe. So, Grohe. So, uh, thank you for correcting that. But you know, tell me, uh, what goes into building a strong brand in like Groha? Um, in, in, in the construction world and in the minds of consumers? So first and
0: foremost, I think uh, the product quality and uh, over the years, our products which come with a 10-year warranty, mm-hmm. uh, we have a less than 0.5% return. Wow. Uh, in, in a country like India, it is very, very challenging uh, because of the challenges we have with regard to water,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, as you would have seen in your toilets. Uh, today we have a lot of hard water coming into our homes uh, which gets a white sedimentation that sticks to your faucets. Uh, you know That becomes a big challenge for us in the way our products operate but we've been able to use solutions that ensure that they are more efficient. Uh, a good robust distribution network helps us reach out to customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to it, the brand uh, of what it has done in Europe and then moved to Asia has helped us quite a bit. Okay. Um, okay. So you would, the other big challenge also would be low water pressure in India and our
1: products work, uh, some of our products work with low water pressure. Very interesting. So what are some of, you know, you spoke about one water challenge which is the, the white sedimentation but what are some of the other water related challenges we face in our country. I mean we seem to be I mean, I don't think we can ever drink water from the tap directly. True, that's a challenge. Yeah, that's a that's a big challenge. So, uh, very good question. In
0: fact, uh, I wouldn't uh, state it by order of preference, but the large uh, challenges that we face in India is a hard water, like I what I mentioned. Two, uh, low water pressure. Uh, three, toxic lead in faucets. Okay. Uh, today we are not conscious of the lead in some of the products we use, mm-hmm. uh, the poor hygiene standards that we have in country, and the fresh water shortages.
1: These are some of the biggest challenges that we face in country. Interesting, very interesting. And uh, you know, other than these three, uh, when I, as a homeowner, decide to, you know, either renovate or buy up uh, my 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 apartment. What is my role in deciding which brand of uh, you know water delivery devices if I can call it uh, should I select? you know
0: typically uh, what you see in this industry is that it is highly influencer driven okay uh, and when I say influencer driven there are three predominantly three parties to this influencer and there's the architect of your home that you're renovating or building uh, the designer, and if it's already a home that you're living in, then it's your local plumber Okay. and these generally are the people who make you decide which product to take or not to take. Absolutely. Okay. Now if it's an architect or designer, then they know the product in terms of its features, in terms of its longevity, uh, longevity in terms of its, uh, its performance and so they would uh, always recommend a good brand. In terms of a low end, it largely would be one of our competitors uh, that addresses that market which the plumber is very used to Uh, and let me explain uh, why. Uh, If today I was required to buy a car from my father, Mm -hmm. the first thing that comes into my mind is in case the car breaks down, he should be able to get help at the roadside and as a result of which I will go and largely choose a Maruti
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: for my father. Whereas if it's for me, I might use a high-end car because I because I know that I can get help etc. Mm-hmm. The same thing happens with the plumber. Unfortunately in our country, the plumber has not scaled up his competence in yes. terms of technology and understanding of efficiency that these products come with. Mm-hmm. So he's Used to legacy products,
2: Mm.
0: you know, the tap. Uh, Instead of recommending, for example, a sensor faucet, he would say just take a tap. But in a tap, the challenge is that you leave it open, it ends up in losing water. In a sensor faucet, you only use that much water that you need. I see. I'm just giving you some examples of uh, how people influence, but the influences depend upon your understanding of the product, technology, and performance.
1: Very interesting, and a related question to that, uh, Bobby will be that you know, India is a very diverse market. You know, from Mumbai, Mumbai, Delhi, Bangalore to the tier two cities and the tier three cities. How are you seeing your brands being accepted in uh, the tier two, tier three cities, where there's a lot of money? Trust me, there is a lot of money in tier
0: two. Uh, So grow up predominantly. Went, uh, uses the dealer network to expand and we have seen that the key large markets happen to be Delhi, Mumbai and Bangalore mm-hmm. and that is where we are and this is just not for us but this is generally for the industry. So, uh, whereas American Standard, we used a different route and that was to go through distribution. Mm-hmm. Uh, we realized that our impact in two entire three markets for American Standard was much higher an entire one market, okay. and that is again being influenced by the influencers, the architects, and the designers. Architects, designers have access to technology, have traveled the world, have seen the product, largely European centric. Uh, so they end up uh, encouraging customers to use the product, and that gives us success in the entire one city. Entire two cities, the plumber is more conversant with the products, and then helps. But you must also understand. Tire one cities are today getting influenced by dia, sorry, tier two cities are getting influenced by tier one cities, and you're seeing the growth of Roha across Tire two and Tire three also, where people want to upscale and are
1: using superior quality products. Very interesting. And you know, you just mentioned a few minutes ago about a sensor, uh, you know, a faucet something. Uh, what you're saying is that your faucet. Um, or your tap has uh, the ability to conserve water. Is that correct? True. So let me explain this. Uh, and you would have noticed this when you go
0: into uh, hotels and restaurants. Yeah. When you go into washing your hand, only that much water comes, Absolutely. and when the moment you remove your hand, sure. uh, it stops. Hmm. The same thing can be used at home. Oh, it can. Uh, yes, okay. <laughs> it can. Uh, but we don't use it at home because of. Lack of understanding, knowledge, and 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 not being recommended by the, the influencers largely. Mm-hmm. But we are seeing a change today, especially in the COVID times, okay. that people want touchless products, oh. and that is where sensors have started playing a larger role. But globally, mm-hmm. uh, sensors is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Let me give you another example with regard to uh, a very simple one with regard to flushing systems.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: if as kids you would have flushed, uh, you know you had the Flush which was right on the top and you flushed it, water came and cleaned. Typically, we used about eight to nine liters of water for Mm -hmm. our flushing. Correct. Today you can do the same level of flushing, much cleaner, Mm -hmm. between three and a half to four liters of water. Wow. So you are doing the same action Mm -hmm. using technology to your advantage and in turn conserving water. Mm -hmm. Now, again, look at showers. You know we are used to traditional showers where we call it a rain shower, but today uh, companies like ours bring you showers where you use lesser water, for, uh, water, uh, but have the full experience of a absolutely good showering.
1: Oh wow! Oh wow! Well, maybe separately, I'm going to call you and ask you for all your products. <laughs> <for renovating laughs>
2: sure,
1: I'd be yeah. happy to. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so let's now move on, and uh, you know. My my question, next question to you is that, you know, uh, when you came into uh, Lixil India um, and you started building these water brands, what were some of your learnings in a market as diverse as India? You know, so I came from
0: a smaller company called Plantronics, which then went and acquired a company called Polycom, and today is rechristened as Poly. Many would know Polycom because of the video conference. Absolutely. Uh, But Plantronics actually acquired Polycom. Mm -hmm. And I had spent 16 years in the semi tech company, uh, moved to the sanitary business, which was a 180 degree shift. Correct. Uh, And in terms of scale and size, it was much larger. Uh, So, initial days was quite overwhelming for me. Uh, I spent the first two months traveling across the country and meeting my teams.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, just to learn uh, everything Uh, as much as I thought it was easy. This was a very complex business. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Uh, It was also very Mm -hmm. people-centric, very influencer-driven architects, designers and plumbers like what I mentioned Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that was my largest learning that if we had to grow and if we had to fuel up growth and profitability, the most important was to address uh, the strategy was there. Uh, But we had to have a clear roadmap of what we wanted to do in the next three to five years Mm -hmm. and I had to ensure that it was made as simple as possible for the last man in the field to understand it. So the first thing that I did was to define what we were going to do in the next three to five years Mm -hmm. and I clearly said we would focus on the core of our business which is toilets Uh, which meant that we were going to reduce our dependency on Two lines of businesses that we had, one was tiles mm-hmm. and the second was prefabricated toilets. Okay. Uh, not that we would leave it but we would reduce our dependency because that did not fall into the core of our business. Mm-hmm. The second part I did was to ensure that we elevate our network which was retail distribution and projects and all our programs were done to ensure that we, are, we were influencing the influencer which is architects, designers uh, and plumbers. Okay. Uh, in terms of architects and designers, uh, when the COVID period happened, we engaged in design deep dive using their knowledge to be shared across uh, a platform that we created, mm-hmm. uh, to upcoming architects. We also went ahead and tied up with NASA which is an association of architects,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, architectural schools yeah. and picked up 75 students to be mentored by leading architects. Mm-hmm. So uh, in our first year, uh, we had uh, close to 700 applicants and now we've been flooded with applicants
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, across the country who want to get onto this program because they get access to senior architects in the country and are mentored outside just work. How to manage a business for example. Uh, so that's where we ensured that we were putting our money into. Okay. Uh, the, in addition, We are also initiating a program where we turn some of our plumbers into small-time entrepreneurs. Wow, that would ensure that they are self—you know—they are not dependent on the company, but they are also able to generate more business
1: as we go along. Interesting, very interesting. So I've got one more question for you uh, related to Lixil, and then I'll move to the next segment, which is questions for you personally. What would you say? You know, is your leadership style? I mean, you just explained you went all over the country, met a lot of people. That tells me something. So, uh,
0: communication is my biggest strength and my ability to connect across layers, uh, which I believe helps me uh, open a lot of doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also helps me open, uh, facilitate open communication to get good feedback from the teams. You know, as you communicate, you also instill confidence in the person. Uh, and when you get good feedback, you know what, what needs to be done. Uh, Largely, I believe in hiring good people, uh, making them understand what is the priority of the company and then letting them do what is needed to ensure that we win, uh, providing them good air cover. Very
1: interesting, very well said. Uh, so I'm going to move to the next segment, uh, which are some questions for you personally. My first question is that you know, you moved across so many businesses, you've done so many amazing things. What would you say are three key milestones in your life or your career? You know, the
0: first milestone was as a kid, uh, it was my father who brought me up because my mother, who was a health worker, had moved to the Middle East. Uh, And when she came back, she spent the rest of her life helping uh, the the poor and doing a lot of social causes. I think that instilled in me the value of empathy, uh, the importance of family and that is something that I even carry today in my organization. Uh, I consider it as one family and as the leader, uh, I'm very conscious of the acts I do and how I take care of my team members. Uh, The second I would say was uh, I was never a brilliant student. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started in doing my plus two in science and then I moved to my graduation in commerce, mm-hmm. uh, not knowing what I was supposed to do mm-hmm. but midway I read this autobiography of Lee Itoka and that was when I decided that I had to pursue management. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was fixed on that one fact that I had to pursue it and thankfully I was able to do it from Nashik. Very interesting. The third one was, uh, you know, I one part of my career was with Nokia. Two thousand and two, the government had dropped the duties, which meant that the market now opened up for companies like ours. We mm-hmm. had moved from number three to number one, uh, and I knew that this was going to be a nice run. Mm-hmm. But in two thousand and two was when I decided to leave Nokia uh, and join Plantronics, which was a much smaller company. Uh, and I moved from a pure sales role to a more general management role but it was a risk I was taking because nobody knew the company and I had to build the company which I did in India, then went on to build it in Middle East. Uh, I did some amount of work in southeast Asia, uh, and then finally after six and a half years left it but today if I'm in front of you uh, that is what led me to.
1: Amazing, to amazing, happen. amazing. My next question to you uh, Bobby is that uh, you know you have spoken about several values but I want to ask you, what are some of the core values you believe in? You know, uh, I was born into a family where my father was an
0: educationist, uh, my mother was a health worker, uh, and they defined my core values uh, integrity and honesty, uh, without doubt, uh, uh, are instilled in me. Uh, respect and hard work, uh, respect to everybody who does, irrespective of the kind of work he does. It could be our house help, it could be the CEO of a company, uh, but I think respect and hard work are. Uh, very much instilled in my DNA. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I picked up uh, and I keep working on it even today is uh, allowing people to commit mistakes Uh, because I believe that if people don't make mistakes then we will never learn. We have to ensure that people make mistakes and we have to give them that level of protection so that they know if it's genuinely done with the intention of doing good and you were not successful doesn't mean that you're bad mm. because if we haven't done it we don't know what has happened mm. uh, so i try to ensure that i allow people to make mistakes and that is something that i keep working on myself because very that's something
1: very interesting and my fo- follow up question to that would be that you know for someone who has reached right to the very top from where you stand today What does success mean to Bobby? You know,
0: success for me means something that makes me happy and something that I enjoy doing. Uh, It could be uh, building the company, uh, making my team successful and seeing them enjoy that success, uh, spending time with my family. uh, You know, all of that makes me happy. Uh, When I'm able to teach somebody what I have learned, uh, it makes me happy. It's never about power and wealth. Uh, I think personally, that has no meaning for mm-hmm. me. I think when I make people happy, and I see them going in making other people happy, mm-hmm. that is success to me. Very interesting. Very interesting. I have always said that uh, don't respect me for the chair I sit on, but respect me for who I am, who I am, and for what I do. Very nice.
1: Very nice. And my next question to you is: Who or what inspires you?
0: You know, there were two personalities that influenced me in the early part of my uh, career. Uh, one was uh, John Lennon, a uh, singer, yeah. started the Beatles. Uh, and post joining my professional career over the years, I have started respecting Steve Jobs. Okay. Uh, both were Mavericks in the true sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, if you really get into their DNA, you'd realize that John Lennon was a fine uh, songwriter and use simple words to communicate. Correct. Steve Jobs had the ability to understand the consumer and made products so intuitive that even a kid could work on it. Very well said. Uh, what really would inspire me in addition to that is children. Uh, so just so that you know,
2: uh,
0: I am the father of an autistic son. Uh, I think children uh, are amazing. They have no baggage of the past. Mm. They have no fear of the future, right. and they are able to think so openly that sometimes it amazes me. Mm. You know, even though uh, my son is autistic, mm. uh, some of the things I learned on my iPad was actually taught by him.
1: Amazing. I agree with you. I agree. Very well said. So, uh, Bobby, I have time for two more questions for you. Sure. Uh, my next question to you is on failure. And I have often said this uh, as a parent also, that parents in India or Asia don't teach children it's okay to fail. We are always taught, come first, go to the head of the class. and that manifests itself in our behavior patterns.
2: Sure.
1: Which is why you and I live in Gurgaon and there'll be three cars that are traffic three line lanes at a traffic light, but maybe nine cars. Why? Because my car must be first, right, etc. Yet we fail and learn. So, my question to you is What have been some of your learnings from some of your mistakes?
0: You know, so uh, I, as I said, was a lucky kid. Uh, my parents did not uh, put that pressure on me to be number one. I was just an average kid. I said that in the past. Uh, and I think I have failed more times than what I have seen success. Correct. Uh, you know, And I think if you do not fail, you do not know what success means and that happiness goes off mm-hmm. uh, and I have worked for every little thing that has there like many others uh, but I would say one of the biggest mistakes I did was early on in my career mm-hmm. uh, and I learned from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an associate who reported to me and for some reason my manager did not like him and there was an incident when my manager asked me to uh, take him off the job. Uh, Without getting into all the details and half information, I terminated his employment uh, with the company Mm -hmm. but later when I looked back, I realized what a big mistake I had done. Mm -hmm. Uh, As a manager of his, my first job was to ensure that I protect him Getting to the details of what really happened, and then present it to my manager, uh, which I did not do. Uh, And I have said this multiple times that if I ever meet that gentleman, I will apologize. Very well said. Very well. That also stepped in my learning that never in my life have I have had to repeat that. It's not that I have not terminated people. Mm -hmm. I have terminated people even today, Mm -hmm. but I always ensure that they have something in hand. Uh, because I'm cognizant of the fact that they have kids to send to school, parents to take care of, and bills to pay. Wow! Yeah, so I, right. I don't try and make that mistake. But if it's an issue of
1: integrity, then there's no question. Absolutely, that that is goes without saying completely. Yeah. So, Bobby, my last question to you, and this is for the thousands of young people who will listen to our conversation. You've made it right to the top what would your advice be to a young individual who's starting off on her or his journey in the corporate world?
0: I'm not sure whether I'm worthy of giving advice yeah, but, absolutely, all say, wow. <laughs> uh, but all I would say is uh, you know, uh, first and foremost is get a good mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very really lucky, I had really some excellent managers Uh, some who turned on to become my mentors Mm -hmm. and when you go to get a mentor, uh, you you have to be honest when you go to a mentor and the mentor has to be honest to you. So you've got to be really lucky to to find a good mentor and you should keep your search to get a good mentor. It really, really helps because many times people don't tell you uh, the truth but a good mentor will always show you what is right. So, I would always advise find a good mentor. Mm-hmm. The second one is there is no shortcut. It is you have to work hard. Mm-hmm. Have the curiosity of a kid and be brutally honest to yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, last one I would say is never make money your priority because it's a very good slave, but a very bad
1: master. Amazing. Amazing. On that note, Bobby, thank you so much. You know, it has been such a pleasure speaking to someone like you. I mean, you've achieved you. so much in life, and yet you just keep saying, I've been lucky, and you're an amazingly modest individual. No, I haven't. I am. I keep saying that because
0: I think we are all fortunate to have three meals on our table. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Today, you know what's happening in this world and I'm absolutely grateful to God, parents and all those people. who
1: I agree with you, but thank you so much for talking to
2: me. Thank
1: you very much life. for having me.
2: Thank you. thank you. Thank you for listening to The
1: Brand Called You, videocast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world.